yes, 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 yes. Get it down, get it down, get it down, get it down. <laughs> Happy Friday. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit more alert this Friday. Yeah, it was it's amazing. We got some electricity going through the uh the radio waves today. Yeah. That, that radio. <laughs> We all we all had a sleep. We all had a reasonable we, sleep. We did. Night. We all. I definitely. I definitely did. I definitely. I would did. say reasonable. We. Uh, I actually had a few pints last night, and then uh, when I got back to uh, to my friend's place, uh, the cat had got out. So uh, oh, we spent man. a half hour uh, with a little bit of a buzz trying to find a cat in the streets, which is obviously not uh, not the easiest thing to do. Well, that's um, that's crazy. Yeah. When I, when I left Paul, uh, he had a, he had a little bit of the hiccups. <laughs> oh, I got rid of them. Like I use the old trick. I, I'm interested to know people's tricks for getting rid of hiccups. Mine, I got two. One is hold your breath, swallow three times. It's it works about fifty percent of the time. The other one is to hold a cup in your mouth, like uh, through your teeth, and make kind of like uh, reindeer ears in a mirror and drink the water. That one's hundred percent effective. <laughs> I'm just sharing this. Holy that cow! Is, those are absolutely the most ridiculous. Like, that's what i used as a kid and i'm telling you foolproof it's foolproof wow, wow. Um, anyways we found the cat well we didn't find the cat but a neighbor found the cat and uh all's well that ends well you know that's good what, yeah. what snickle fritz right snickle fritz no no gosh no snickle fritz not snickle fritz this was clark this was uh sarah's cat oh yes um, clark one of the, two, the three-legged uh the three-legged cat really three legs wow well it got out it got out a while ago and got hit by a car uh, and found under basically in a garbage can. Uh, so she brought him back to uh, back to health uh, after a few surgeries, and uh, he got out again. So I mean, he's just he just hates his limbs apparently. Wow, that's I mean that's unreal. That's a good survival, a story of survival, instinct and survival, or entrapment. I think Clark. she's got him in jail. He clearly <laughs> wants to be out. <laughs> I like Get me this. the hell out of here. I don't care if I lose another limb. Yeah. Same. And David, you're in uh it looks like you're in the Louvre. Oh, well, you know, you gotta uh you know, you gotta you gotta represent, you know. At the yeah, gallery. Depends. I uh you know, at the uh for people that don't know, my wife and I also own a uh, art gallery on Preston Street, Stantini Gallery. Uh so anyone looking for you know to shop local this Christmas, you know, mm -hmm. feel free to uh, I come really like that one beside you with the uh, the tree, the red tree. Mm. It looks kind of amazing actually. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the one with the, uh, with the shadows. Very mud lake. Yeah. So, anyone looking for Christmas gifts, uh, client gifts, you know, come on by. Come on by. Come on by. I want to do a little plug right now since we're doing this before we get into it. Um, so, this company, Dose. So, you guys all know. I mean, a lot of people watching too know that I, you know, I've been juicing for a long time. I've been making juices, and uh, you know, I just found after a while that it's a lot of it's a lot of time. Uh, it's a lot of effort and you want to make juices for the kids all week. So finally, I found this company, Dose. It's Canadian. And uh, they are amazing. The prices are reasonable. They have a lot of product and you can do a subscription-based product uh, or you can just buy as you go. They have like these things called power gut shots for you in the morning. We take them every morning. It's got black pepper, uh, turmeric, lemon, ginger. Amazing. Just cleans you out and keeps you, keeps you healthy for the season. But this stuff, this is a 750 mil bottle of celery, cucumber, kale, and spinach, 10 bucks. So if you buy these in a six, six, uh, not in a 600, in a 300, 330 mil, they're seven bucks each, seven or eight bucks each. 
can get and a four one for 10. So, I mean, and, and we, so literally Anna and I, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because there was two weeks we didn't have them. We didn't get the juices. Um, and then I wasn't making juices. And I can tell you, we've had these back in our life for three days and our energy levels are, are just through the roof already. I mean, I can't, you don't, you don't know how good it is until you stop, right? And you then you start get, again. You need to get a little yogi in you, you know? I need to get a little yogi in me, yogi. But I mean, I still take my greens every day, but with, uh, you know, anyways, I, I love this stuff. Dose, juice, check them out. They're incredible. I, actually, I tried to tag them and it tagged a uh, a news source instead. So there you go. I just tagged Dose, juice in the comments. So you got it? Dope. Yeah. yeah, they're good. I, I highly endorse this uh, this product. I think they're out of, out of Montreal, actually. Hmm. Um. Yeah, so anyways... That's that's that for me. Tonight is also Anna's. It's, well, it's, I'm taking it. Anna's birthday is uh, Sunday. For everyone who doesn't know, my wife's name is Anna, and we're going to uh, my first time at Becta tonight. Oh, mm. excellent! Yeah. Good restaurant, Becta and the Westin. She's 35 today. Or wow, Sunday. that's exciting! Yeah, milestone, yeah. milestone. Great, great. Yeah, fun. Yeah. So she's young, so she's young enough to be your daughter, is what you're saying, Greg? Basically. <laughs> 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 yeah um yeah no the uh becta actually went to one of his restaurants uh Jeselig with uh with yeah, serena yeah, yeah. for her birthday um it was her 20th so uh you know pretty great. wild great food great uh, great atmosphere great staff i mean you'll have a good time for sure it's pretty crazy when your daughter is 20 and my wife is 35 that's just like it's wild it's wild <laughs> You st used to, I mean, you know, clearly you started young. I started very late. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I'm almost Anna's age. So, I mean, just to put it in perspective, you're not, uh, don't feel too bad. You know, yeah. <laughs> I was 11 when I had my daughter. So uh, real yeah. estate mortgages and what yeah, else? I was, I was just what about else? to say, I believe this is a mortgage and real estate show, but uh, yeah. you know, whatever. Also life. I have life. to say, though, I'm liking, uh, Dave, uh, your backdrop is much more vibrant than the white walls and echoes. I mean, I feel like you're really with us today. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it looks great for sure. I love it. How's the week been, real estate-wise? If I find, uh, you said it's, it's, we got another uptick. It's, it kind of peaked for a bit or, or plateaued. It's, it's such a funny, it's such a funny business. There was like, I, you know, it, it was the end of November, I guess, and everybody was kind of like. Like, what's up? You know, what's, what's going on? It got a little slow and there wasn't as many properties to see, at least with my buyers, there wasn't as much to see. And then all of a sudden, the last week and a half has just been absolutely bananas. It's like, here, I did a little, uh, I did a little check-in. Uh, so I, I did the suburbs, the major suburbs, Barhaven, Canada, and Orleans. So Barhaven right now, and this goes, so 38 active listings, and that's, that's row homes, condos, and like single family, whatever. So 38 active listings, but the thing that's most impressive is 31 rentals, okay? Hmm. That's in Barhaven. Orleans, 40 active listings, 37 rentals active. Canada, oh. 29 active listings, 50 rentals active in Canada right now. And the average rental price is 2200 bucks on in all three suburbs. Wow. With an average with an average of about 23 days on market. So that's kind of like, you know, back to like my whole thing, it, it was so hard to find rentals this year for a lot of people because landlords were being super picky because they could, but now I think the prices are going to drop a bit. Um and it won't be, you'll still need to go through the process, but I don't think landlords are going to be able to be as picky or else their properties are just going to sit you know yeah yeah it's, it, i think that's it's certainly interesting just you know 
when those when those properties for the rentals like i find the rental listings that you just mentioned those numbers are are shocking yeah. um you know or, or surprising as far as like you know how many there are right now in those areas and i am curious if that's if that's because you know the universities aren't as busy so there's more listings out there but it's kind of you know it's an area where there's more families so i'm just it's kind of Speaks my curiosity as to why that like huge uptick. In I was I was blown away, man. When I when I loaded that up, I, I couldn't believe it. And twenty two hundred, and that's and twenty two hundred is the average list uh, list price. And that's I mean that's like you'll see row homes at that price, and you'll see single families at that price. You know, you'll see some that are obviously closer to twenty seven, twenty eight. But I was just noticing that it's uh, like which means that obviously some are already coming down. I wonder if uh, I wonder if that's I mean there's a couple of things that could cause that, but I wonder if it's people. You know, if their values have gone up, potentially refinancing, renting out their home, buying something else, or if it's a matter of, you know, they can't maybe afford that mortgage and are downsizing and are going to at least rent it out to to have some sort of positive cash flow. I mean, there's, I guess they're all different, but yeah, you're, the numbers, the fact that it's almost 50-50 rentals yeah, to, exactly. to uh, sales is is very interesting. What is it typically? Like, what's kind of the typical ratio? I can't give you, I can't give you that number. Well, give me it, Greg. I want to know. You know what I'll do uh, <laughs> monthly, monthly. I will give you that number actually starting next, uh, I believe in January, we're going to start having our, our uh, stats guy on. Right. So yeah, we'll, we'll make that like a, like a monthly thing where it's the, uh, you know, so we know exactly what that number is and our viewers, listeners know exactly what that number is. We can, we can drill the stats guy. We can make sure that he's yeah. on, on point. He's just... drillable. He'll give us the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the market this week how about what about uh like sales numbers this week do you have that uh, handy by chance uh, you know oh, what i just had that up here i kind of want to i should have given the numbers guys so you're the stats guy you gotta we, you know hey steve if i show you something can you post it up pretty quick here for everybody to see I'm going to send it to you right now. Let's talk about something else until Steve gets that. I'm going to send it to him right now. I can give you a graph with some actual real numbers too. So what's up go. with you guys? Mortgage World, how's that? It's uh, been outrageously busy for, you know, everyone trying to close, you know, close before, uh, before Christmas. It's, uh, it's pretty, you know, a pretty wild, wild December. It always, it's, I think every year it always shocks me at how many people, want to close right before christmas or between christmas and new year's right it, uh mm -hmm. yeah i find it very uh i don't know i don't know i guess when you find a place you find a place and what your closing date is it becomes but um yeah i don't know yeah, yeah it's been, uh, been pretty well yeah i would agree i think it's been it's been very busy but the in today's point the amount of people that want to close on uh, december 20 29th or 30th is uh surprising to say the least uh to just squeeze it right in there between Christmas and New Year's, uh, why not? Why not move your whole house? You know, um, but as you you know, to Dave's point, if if there's different circumstances for every purchase and, and every sale, but uh, I think 2021 is going to be. I think come January, I think we're going to see a lot of. Personally, I think I think we're going to see a lot of new listings coming mm -hmm. out because of where values are at, and I think a lot of people are likely waiting till after the holidays to list um you know start the year fresh let's get this house sold and and i think we'll see a lot of homes come on the market in in january which could be good for for buyers obviously but um yeah no it's a day today's point it's been very busy a lot of still a lot of people asking about uh transferring out of their rate from two three years ago and seeing if they can take advantage of the the current low rate environment we're in so still a lot of questions about that and you know what's my penalty and and so on and so forth um we actually got uh steve actually sent us a few um 
a few questions that are actually from from Reddit, uh, and this is actually kind of a good segue considering what we're talking about. So the question is, uh, it says shopping around for a mortgage. So uh, it says, I just signed an agreement for a new build. I have two weeks to get a mortgage approval. Closing date is four months away. Can I get a mortgage approved with one bank in the next two weeks, but shop around at other banks until closing? I wouldn't be stuck with the bank I get approved with right now? Question mark. Unique question at the end, but um, so essentially, yeah. So, you know, assuming that they have to have a mortgage by, uh, you know, Christmas uh, and it closes in April, I think they're, they're kind of asking what, what are their options now to get that approval? And, and uh, one thing we have been seeing recently, or I've been seeing a lot recently is Quebec files. And uh, Quebec files are unique in the sense that they actually require you to have the full file, essentially broker complete 10 days from the acceptance date. So unlike in Ontario where you have, you know, really till about 10 or 15 business days before you close to get everything finalized, in Quebec it has to be done within 10 days of your accepted offer. So things are like in super fast forward. Um, but we've run into some issues lately with trying to get those approved because of the fact that lenders are, you know, they have slower turnaround times. Um, Quebec's a different beast. But in this case, yes, to answer the question, yes, you can basically get approved now with the lender and potentially st and, and basically still look at options between now and your closing date. On our side, I mean, we have, you know, we have 30 different lenders that we work with and, uh, and we really monitor and, um, you know, groom those relationships uh, to make sure that we have, um, you know, we're able to easily communicate with the lenders as to what different scenarios are and what the client's stories are. And like, it's really important for us to maintain those relationships. Uh, so sometimes it can be, you know, lenders aren't overly thrilled if you send them 10 approvals uh, in December and then in April, you take those 10 approvals away and just say, hey, yeah, we're going to go elsewhere. Thanks for your help, though. Because uh, really, they're, they're, they're have a vested interest in your, in your clients as well, right? Like they, they want your clients to be clients of their bank. They want to lend them the money. Uh, and then you're basically saying, yeah, we're, we're going a different route. So, um, so it is possible, but it costs, it's banks. it costs those banks a lot of money just to approve a file. You know, people don't really realize that either that on the back end, like, you know, we're submitting, we submit a file to a, an application to a bank. They're paying for the transmittal of that file for them to receive it. They pay a, they pay a percentage of that loan amount. They have an underwriter, like they have staff that actually work on the deal. Um, and, uh, and then back office that works on it and they earmark that money. So they actually put a hold on that money in their coffers saying, we're, we know like we're allocating this to this purchase and they're not using it then for other, other investment. Uh, so it's, it, you know, it, it actually costs them thousands of dollars just on an approval without even having been funded. So that's crazy. I never knew that. So they get a little, you know, the, uh, you know, so they monitor like funding, what are called funding ratios. So they monitor, like Paul was saying, submitting a deal to TD, for instance, they monitor to see how many of the deals that we send them actually close. And if it gets too low, like you're just sending them in and not closing them because you're just taking them elsewhere at the end of the day, um, it, it tarnishes our relationship with that bank. And, you know, it, it then becomes, you can even, you know, some brokers will get cut off from banks because they're not, because their ratios are too low and things like that, because it costs them on a typical file, it's costing them, you know, upwards of five to ten thousand dollars just to approve that file um, wow. before it's even funded. Wow! So it's uh, it sounds like a lot to, for them to underwrite, but there's a lot of steps that go in there and a lot of time that's assessed. And to Dave's point, like they're if they're if they're blocking seven hundred thousand for a mortgage. 
for four months that doesn't end up funding, they could have made X amount of interest on that. So they're also losing right. that money that they could have invested elsewhere. Like there's a lot of things on the back end of how the banks operate. Um, but to Dave's point, like we know of some brokers, not on our team, but in in the kind of the broker network that if, like Dave said, if your ratios are too low, they'll just cut you off for a year and be like, hey, we're not taking any more files from you because you're just wasting our time and money, you know? So, so to answer that question about shopping around, like our job essentially is to, to do that for you, right? To keep an eye on where things are. Um, but most lenders, like if, you know, if you get an approval with TD, like they've said, and rates drop in February, I mean, typically all lenders will drop around, like if one lender's dropping, it's kind of a race to the bottom. It's not like TD is going to not drop and every other lender will, you know, like typically you're going to get some further discount if, if everyone's kind of lowering rates or if the, the environment is lowering. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, yes, you and can. Down. Yeah. And we could float down your rate too. Like, you know, as you're, as after you have an approval between then and closing, that's the highest your rate will ever be. Uh, and it's locked in. But if rates continue to drop, like Paul was saying, then we can, what's called float your rate down, like lower your rate that's locked into that, that lowest available before the closing. But, but, you know, like Paul was saying, we still do shop or we still do look around if, if bank a that approved you is higher and there's someone else that has a promotional rate yeah. like we will pull it and we will move the and we will move the approval mm-hmm. um and, and we'll advise the previous lender of the reason why right. we'll give them the opportunity to match yeah. if they can't because the rate is too big of a delta then you know sorry you know and we move it elsewhere um like we do we do monitor that and we you know our intention is to find uh you know the best rate and product for every client on any situation so um, we do monitor that, but we just have to be on the back end. We, we are cognizant. We give that first lender first crack at, at lowering and then we'll move elsewhere. But, um, I love that you guys always use the word Delta, the, uh, 1980s Chuck Norris military action films, Delta force. Amazing. <laughs> uh, Delta force. <laughs> Everybody just go watch some Chuck tonight. Oh, man. Next Remember- question. Chuck Norris, uh, the Chuck Norris jokes in in the two thousands were just oh golden. yeah, oh yeah. It was before memes were a thing, you know. Just Chuck Norris. That's true. It was um, like Chuck Norris was like the beginning of memes, eh? Yeah, yeah. it was. It was. Did you find those stats, Greg? I sent them to uh, Stephen. I don't know oh, if he okay. has Sure, go ahead. Go uh, to yeah, fire up the stats, and then we'll we'll hit on that last question. Uh, so there's like a there's a bunch of stuff. It shows like sales. Um, Ooh, I'm excited. It's like Christmas. Like actually, how many like how many sales there have been? Then it shows like sales price for condos, residential. Um, the board puts this out every week now. This has been available since COVID, um, just so we can see the jumps and where the spikes are compared to last year. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy. I don't see them yet. I wonder if the spike. <laughs> yeah, Steve. Steve. Steven's working in the background. Everybody, give a round of applause for Stephen Hopkins since he. You joined us. The show's been a little bit smoother, you know. Got a little, you know. So it shows you. Oh, hello. Yeah, there we go. Oh, that's nice. So, you know, you can see if you look at the beginning, you can see where COVID hit, right? And then you can see that huge, that huge dip compared to last year. Because like the blue line shows you 2019 spring market, crazy. And then, you know, it shows us dipping down and then it comes all the way back up and then totally surpasses it towards the end. Right now, we're about the same same spot as in terms of actual sales. But uh, right now, there's... Um, well, this is new listings, right? This is I new listings, yeah. So, But the, I know that, that there's going to be a big spike in ours, I think, for next week. 
because we're at the end of the week, so it'll show next week. It'll show this week, next week. You know what I mean? Right, right. And if you if you scroll, you want to scroll through some of the others there, Steve? Yeah, there we go. So which one is that? New listings? No, that's new listings. Sold properties so, by week. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at the wrong thing here. Sold properties by week. So there you go. You know, it's uh, it's not too far off after the fact, but it's still up. You know, as you know, in Ottawa, we're up about 25%. Then there's, uh, yeah, keep going. And that sold. Paul, can you read that better than me for some reason? I can't. Average sales price by week. Okay, he's got average sales price by week. So, you know, not much has changed. It's just, it's up, obviously. And you see it dipping there in spring. And then it uh, just kind of stayed steady, but above what it was last year. And then you've got the average sale price for uh, residential, similar, and then condos is the next one, I think. Yeah. So that's it. There was a spike, and then it went back down. Condos is an interesting thing, again, as usual. But but what's what's interesting, though, of all of those charts is that even with COVID, yes, there was, you know, there was a, a drastic difference in the, the line of the chart at the beginning yeah. of March and April. But by and large, once you if you subtract that, like couple of months they actually like their peaks and valleys run almost the same, the same time, i know, know it's crazy like, man it's just, it's just uh, higher overall but it's like they are yeah. and it's so similar yeah like they you know they if people don't you know by and large it's not the same people listing and buying every year but yeah. it's funny how how the buying behavior is trends basically the exact same through the year yeah also um, worth noting that people weren't able to i mean people weren't listing obviously right when it hit because I mean, open houses weren't even happening for a couple of weeks there, right? So I'm sure there's a big dip there when people just, there was probably a week or two where there was literally zero or, you know, five listings in the city or something crazy like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Anyways, it's cool to see. Yeah, cool. I think yeah, there's going to be, I think there's going to be a big uptick in, um, you know, from this week compared to last week and for sure in terms of sales. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, Christmas week will obviously die down, but yeah, I think like you said, Paul, I think, uh, you know, come January, uh, it's going to be insane right away. I mean, who knows, right? But I, I don't know. I wonder, I, 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 someone uh, today who says it's like, yeah, it's going to crash in March, and I'm like, like really? I'm like, mm -hmm. well, March is when it usually starts to get really busy. So why? I, I think 2021 we'll see a lot of listings. Uh, I think it'll change. I think it'll. Yeah, change. I agree. I agree with that 100. I think the market has been, you know it's been on an uptick pretty steadily for the year. And I think that it will have to plateau. It's been obviously on an uptick because there's been really low supply, but I think, um, I think the holidays and people being at home and oh, being at home again, uh, and just thinking of, you know, goals for next year. And so I just think a lot of people are going to list and kind of restructure their, their living situation in 2021. Um, funny, we actually, we posted an interesting article on our page yesterday about, the seven home designs that are, that will change because of like new home designs that have changed because of COVID. And it's like, um, less open concept, uh, more like cleaner to like easier to clean surfaces in the kitchens, like things like that, like stainless steel, white countertops. Like it was, that, it was just interesting to see that like now the design world has shifted. Everything has kind of shifted because of that. But I just think, I, I just think that this is my own opinion. I, I obviously don't have a crystal ball, but I just foresee that there'll be a lot of listings in, in 2021, which I think will help buyers, you know, and I think it'll at least steady out the market. Yeah. There's more listings, you know, the, the more people are, everyone that's listing is buying. So then you got more buyers. I mean, it's all, it'll all stay relative. I don't think the market's going to crash as you said, <laughs> or your client said, I didn't, I'm not saying you said that, but 
Um, but I do think that there'll be a lot more listings. I think there'll be a lot more options yeah. for people. 100%. The buyer's, the buyer's time will come uh-huh. again. Um, let's get back to the Reddit. What do you got yeah. for us, sir? Yeah, so the last one is um, an interesting question. So it says, I'm a financial late bloomer. Should I even bother trying to own a home? So I feel like a lot of people are in this, this kind of um, position. I'm 35, a lifelong Toronto renter. Come from a poor family, no financial support from parents. Have a financial dependent and only recently started getting on better financial footing. Got a job with a DB pension plan that pays 85K a year. Paid my credit card debt down to zero. Saved up to 12,000 emergency funds. My problem is that I'm probably 15, year, 15 years away from having a down payment. I literally only have $5,000 saved so far and need to get at least 120000 This is a Toronto buyer, clearly. Currently, I'm putting $500 a month in a well simple Invest account in a TFSA, and I'm working on ramping up to $1,000 a month. However, given that I'm starting so late in life and I have so far to go, should I even bother trying to save for down payment? And if so, is Wealth Simple Invest still the right kind of account? Or should I just plan to rent forever instead and use my Wealth Simple money for retirement to supplement my pension? Since the pension kind of assumes you won't be paying rent as a retiree. Wow, that's a, really, that's a really good question. But a very good question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, great question. So mood boost? Uh, no, no, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, there are, Dave, you, want, you can take that one, Dave, if you want, I just read. Yeah, I th- yeah um, do it. I, I think, I think the, a couple things stand out to me, you know, he's, whoever wrote this, he's got in his mind of 120,000 as being what he needs for down payments, which I think is, you know, I think that's, you know, not correct. Like, you know, he's looking at it as maybe 20% yeah. down based on, you know, what he's looking to get. So I think he's all, he's, he's putting his target of what his goal is for savings as too high, I think he needs to actually move that down and, and look at what, first look at what you would be able to qualify for if you had the down payment as a maximum with that 85,000 salary at a 5% down payment. Uh, and look at that. And, and you know, we talked about it a, lot, uh, a couple, a few weeks ago, kind of that, that rule of five, if you will, you know, five times the income is what, you know, typically would qualify for. Um, so, you know, quickly he's around the 500K mark. Um, you know, and looking at, you know, instead of 120,000 to get something at 500 K 500,000 purchase price, he only actually needs 25,000. So if he's already got 12,000 in an account, he's halfway there. And I think he's move. in my opinion, he's, he's stretching out that goal and, and looking too far ahead and not realizing that you can leverage the bank's money, expedite that home ownership, um, earlier, if that's still a goal and be able to, and be able to, you know, keep putting money into this well, simple account in for retirement as well, you know, Putting maybe 500 to well simple, 500 to his home savings or what have you, and and getting a home will help to expedite that that you know net worth uh, or you know kind of trajectory, if you will, by by being able to take advantage of the the market increasing in value. And here's something else I, I noticed in that question and what you were just saying, Dave. So he has a twelve thousand dollar security fund, is what he said, an emergency fund, and he said he has five thousand dollars for a down payment. So I think being who he was growing up, how he did, that he put, he's has 12,000 aside because he thinks that something bad might happen at some point and he's going to eat, which is amazing right. um, to have, because I know a lot of people don't even have an emergency fund. Um, so would it not be a wise idea to maybe, I mean, if he, let's say he wants to use that 12 and the f- five, so then he would have 17. Um, you know, if he was using that plus, you know, whatever else he can get for a down payment, could he not at the same time he get the loan potentially apply for a line of credit that he could just leave as an emergency fund, Yeah, you know, in case he needs it. Right. 
And you know what? I I I, I miss your yeah. I, I definitely miss that part of it. Of yeah. you know that, that they're separate, the twelve and the five. So actually yeah. having seventeen. You're right. I mean, I I think I think for people out there that are looking at home ownership, I think before getting ahead of yourself, a figure of saying I need a hundred thousand dollars to save. First, look at what you can qualify for based on your salary, and that and five percent instead. And like you said, emergency fund, you know, yeah, get a line of credit for ten grand instead. You don't use it; you can just have it sitting exactly. there, and it's not, and that won't negatively impact your affordability for a home. Uh, if you're not drawing off it, you have that instead. You're now at seventeen of that twenty-five you need, and maybe it's you know you get a small RSP loan, so that mm -hmm. you can get a get a. $10,000 RSP loan instead that's paid off in five years. You've now contributed an extra 10,000 to your RSPs in that given year. You're paying less taxes for that year and you're getting a home. You're actually buying, you know, many years ahead of where you think. Right. That right. Uh, yeah. I, I think people just kind of set that, you know, set a number in their head of what they think they need when that's not, you know, the case. And they kind of just forget about the, the leverage they can right. utilize. And again, that's why it's good that this guy's asking the question, because as we know, most people just don't ever ask the question. They just assume based on what they read online and they don't actually go talk to somebody mm -hmm. or they talk to somebody who gives them bad information. Well, and this yeah. guy is a perfect example of that because he feels like he may never be able to buy a home. And I read this profile and think like this is a prime candidate to buy a house, you know, and, mm -hmm. and realistically for him, I mean, if he's got 17,000 saved, he can easily double that on red if he just goes to the casino. I mean, there you go. There's your down payment and some closing calls. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Just go yeah. to the casino. Totally Anyone actually listening. Not official advice. <laughs> uh, disclaimer. Um, yeah. No, but to Dave's point, like he's, you know, if he's if he's making if he can purchase five hundred thousand, I mean, he's he's you know eight thousand dollars away from being able to buy his house. So I mean, it's a and it sounds like based on his financial picture, he probably has very little debt. I don't know if it was actually listed there or not, but um, he has very little debt, I would assume. So the likelihood is that he can actually put, like start pumping money into savings on a monthly basis. And even if he closes in six months from now, I mean, that gives him six months to further save that down payment, right? If he knows the purchase price. Um, there was a few, uh, a few questions here actually in the chat. And if wants us to make wagers on where the market is gonna go. Mm -hmm. uh, Dave, uh, Dave, Dave Tucker's asking, what's the starting price on new builds in Ottawa at the moment? Um, <laughs> and has there been an increase of new Ottawans or overseas buyers that have contributed to the increase of home prices here in Ottawa? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So definitely, I know last year there was a massive migration to Ottawa or to Ontario of about 165,000 people just within Canada. And that's uh, likely because of the Vancouver and, and uh, like kind of the West coast prices this is pre pandemic. <laughs> Um, but Greg, maybe you can touch on the, the starting prices for, for new builds. I, I would, uh, yeah, new, new builds. I, I did, uh, you know, it was really, really crazy. I, I went to, uh, I got a call from, uh, a, a friend client, uh, to go and help him, uh, at, uh, Richcraft on the weekend. And we went in modest single family home, 1740 square feet, unfinished basement, starting at 735. Okay, starting at 735, 1740 square feet, single family home, 35 foot lot. Okay, so nothing fancy by any means in terms of a single family home. 735, no, like no real upgrades, just like some standard stuff, no appliances. Um, da total down payment, $75,000 within the first, I think, four months. 
Mm-hmm. So that's pretty crazy to me. Is that not like that? that so that's basically 10% down. And that's yeah. what the builders are, are doing right now. So to be able to afford a new build right now, which as we still say, historically is, you know, you're going to make a lot of money on a new build before closing as values appreciate. Mm. But I think we're kind of at this weird, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Cause it's like, you can, you can go do that and you can be ready in a couple of years, or you can buy something similar that's already done. That's still kind of new for basically the same price. Mm. Where so, was that located? Was that Orleans? It's Orleans. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, nice, nice place, but I, I just don't, I just don't really, I just don't really know all what I can tell you is that the ones that I did, was it two years ago at Madame Water Ridge? Yeah, would it, well, it would have been two and a half years almost. So those ones that my clients bought for two ninety nine, the two bedroom stacked towns, the the, the low ones at two ninety nine are now selling for four twenty five new. Hmm. So and and I remember when everybody was like looking at me, going like, I would never do that. I don't see the value in that place. You know, you, you're, you, whoever's buying is, is out of their minds. Although I sold like seven of them, you know, and these guys all made, you, you know, that like, it's, it's crazy, man. Yeah. Like you, I mean, I, I don't know, but and it's like, how far can it keep going? I, I think, I think the, you know, the difference between the new build and, and like you're saying the resale, like right now, I think that depends on what somebody's needs are, if they Absolutely. need to have now or whether they can wait a couple of years. I think for a lot of those new builds, you're seeing that, um, you know, at 730, that that house is likely, and by the time it's built, is going to be worth probably 900. Maybe, uh, like, maybe, but really? Yeah. Like, that's what I can't, uh, like, because if we start doing that, then we're becoming Vancouver and Toronto in the next five years, guaranteed, if mm-hmm. it keeps moving like that. The one thing that I will say for buyers is that it's it costs a lot more to buy a new home nowadays. Mm-hmm. The down payments are like double what they were even a couple of years ago. Cause the builders, you know, they need their paper to get started. But I mean, you know, like to, to basically, if you want it, like if you want like an $850,000 new build ready in two years, you need a hundred thousand minimum. Yeah. Well, and the lots, the land itself is just much more valuable, especially with the city's plans yeah, to building up. I feel like, you know, having an actual plot of land. Um, well, I mean, I guess the city still owns it, but you know what I mean? Like the, you are, uh, you're paying into like that, that piece of land has a lot of value now too. So that's adding to it, right? If you're, the house might only be 500,000, but your lot's worth three, you know? So, um, I mean, it's all relative obviously, but there's a lot of now there's a lot more multi-unit kind of high rise and stuff being built. So those single family and duplexes, you know, we talked about that before, maybe Mm -hmm. in March or April, when we were talking about the intensification of the city and wanting to double the population in the next 25 years and so on. But with those plans, a lot of the plans involve building up. So when you're building up, everything that's a single family or semi or, you know, anything that's on the ground is going to increase in value because you have that land value associated with it too. Hmm. Yeah. So, I I mean, mean, the the question that I think it was Hilaire that was asking about the, the, like the average new build start price. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, and I know you use the example of 730, Greg. I mean, I wouldn't say that that's the average starting. Like, would you say that there's not stuff available at 400? There's stuff less. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that's that's a small, that's the smallest single family detached home. Yeah. So yeah. you're around 725, I would say average for the smallest single family detached. And yeah. you're going upwards right now for the bigger ones, over 3,000 square feet or over a million for the yeah. new builds. I mean, you know, 
you're, but you're, you can find right now resale for less for a deep Absolutely. Action. So, you know, it's just a matter of whether somebody wants something shiny and new in two years or whether they want something now at a lesser price, move in now and be able to still take advantage of that increase in value as well. It's classic. The cycle, I mean, you know, I, I've been through a couple of cycles here now and I always get a kick out of, uh, you know, builders are great. You know, they work with us when they, when they really need us and then they kind of, you know, taper off a bit when they don't. Right now they don't need us as much, so the payout isn't as, isn't as big, which is fine. And then, you know, what happens is if the resale market kicks back in pretty heavy, like we think it will, with more listings coming out, and then say, you know, all of a sudden the new builds, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of new builds starting. Then they're going to need us again. Then they'll up their commission rate and then the prices will drop down a bit. I mean, yeah. you know, it just goes around. It's the same thing with the condos right now. So many yeah. coming out, they just kind of stabilized a bit. Um, you know, the killers are still the 400 to, well, 400 now to, now to six. There's row homes. I just want to give you guys a quick uh, example here. Some clients, friends, clients of mine, we were going to list their row in Riverside South for $599.9 in September. And they were selling for about $625. Now, that same style of home, uh, they're selling, the last three have sold for $650, $675, and $685 for a row home in wow. Riverside South. One uh, three-bedroom or four-bedroom. Hmm. So, I mean, like th that number is just staggering to me. That's in th like three months, basically. Three, four months, their sale price has jumped about $60,000. Hmm. Like, right? So there's the, the, the buyers are still fighting for some of these properties in certain areas. Yeah. You know? Anyways, don't be afraid, everyone. Just watch us, and we'll, uh, we'll give you the right advice. There's always something for everyone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wrap it up. We're wrapping it up. Um, good show. I got some great. I went with some Christmas. Well, I didn't, but my brother did. Went with some Christmas themed mood boosts, and they're they're quite good. Do it. So I wore my ugly Christmas sweater, as you can see. It's a beautiful Christmas ugly. sweater. It's a beautiful sweater. Stylish Christmas sweater. Um, what is the best Christmas present? A broken drum. You just can't beat it. Yeah. How much did Santa pay for his sleigh? Nothing. It was on the house. Oh. What is the oh. most popular Christmas wine? But I don't like Brussels sprouts. Wow. 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 Yeah, that wow. was, I mean, it was good for, you know, it was a good Christmas uh, mood boost. Oh. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, those were hey, pretty. I, uh, I was laughing. Maybe the delivery was a bit off. But... No, the delivery was good. The delivery was good. All right. I don't delivery know. was good. Jokes were just not. <laughs> I still, I still feel good about it. You know. We got a butumts in the yeah. uh, comments. Did we? <laughs> Amazing. That would be how you'd spell it. Butumts. Butumts. <sighs> So, yeah. what do we got? What do we got going on this weekend? That's it. Well, like I said, I got uh, Anna's uh, Anna's B day dinner, and uh, we're going to her parents on the weekend. I have a couple showings. I have a. I actually have a couple of uh, listing presentations. So there you go, Paul. Listing for the new year. If anyone wants Greg's autograph, he'll be at Becta tonight. Between if anyone wants to uh, promote merchandise, Greg is available. Uh, <laughs> to wear it and promote it. 
and, and you know what though to be fair if anyone watching wants to, to talk about listing their house for sale in the new year or talk about buying holler at me come to becta hey and it doesn't come care to <laughs> yeah we'll be at a private table right in the middle of the restaurant <laughs> oh i look very i'm looking very rouge here that just ha it just happened you had some type of change in your uh camera there i don't know there wow. you go Oh, I got I got the Mexico. Uh, it was actually, dude. It was actually amazing. You just touched your head and it changed. Anyways, <laughs> I can't believe it happens again. No, not that time. Oh, it worked. You just couldn't what, see. What it. are you guys up to this weekend? A lot of parenting. Uh, um, yeah, good, good. Hockey's in full swing. So literally, hockey Saturday, Sunday. Uh, probably hang out with. Well, the boys are here, so um, you know, family time. Some snowball fights. Some nature walks. Uh, hopefully sleeping in one of the two days and a uh, little love, you know, just loving, just loving. Oh, by the way, before I forget, uh, congratulations to Max and Irina. They just had a little baby boy last night. Miko. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What a yeah. end show. Baby boy, baby boy, Miko, Miko, Miko. Yeah, I, I believe, I believe the name is Miko Valentino Damour. Wow. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty, pretty good name. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's already a celebrity. Well, yeah, definitely, definitely. Next Friday, we're, what's next Friday? Next Friday is our last show before the new year. That's right. So we will uh, we will do kind of a year in review, a little summary. We'll uh, make it interactive. Might toss some Baileys in the coffee, and uh, you know, we'll Let's keep it. it we'll keep it vertical. Keep it legal. Keep it vertical. All right, guys. All right, boys. Have a good weekend. Later.